Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Välkomna till Rock Bottom! A rock Bottom! A rock Bottom! Yeah! <laughs> That's UFO for you! <laughs> Once again, we're speaking English. Yes, we are, darling. An English-speaking guest. Well, actually, it's kind of international. He was told us he was born in Switzerland. Yeah. So he's been, like, relocating to New York. His parents were Swiss and American. So we can yeah. do this in German? <laughs> yeah, if you want to. Yeah. Oh, please oh, don't. <laughs> Say welcome to Seal and Honor. Yeah. I actually shouldn't even been doing this interview because I'm such a huge fan. I'm biased to everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was at a house. The whole wall is a picture of your face. <laughs> not, not really, but I've, I've been listening to you a lot. I oh, love, the, I, I mean, the new album is really great, but I haven't had really had time to listen to that that much. It's not actually released yet. It's out no. June 8th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a pre-listening, but I've listened to the previous album a lot. I really, really like it. Anders does not It's understand. not really my cup of tea, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you why. Uh, it's partly, I mean, with, when it comes to those uh, Negro spirituals and, and the chants, mm-hmm. love that stuff. That's great. <laughs> it's just the distortion I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, yeah. I that Are you the entire band, or should we, we name it a project, or what is Seal and Um Well, I I do write and record the music, but live there's uh, five of my friends who are stupid enough to join me. <laughs> <laughs> but the interesting thing with with Switzerland here, uh, since you're half Swiss, and and, and uh, you said you actually. You, you you live there longer than you did in America. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of rock bands from Switzerland. No, not really. <laughs> I mean, there's like uh, Switzerland had a little problem with their musical identity. So, in the past ten years or so, it's just been kind of copying what Germany did and what the U.S. did, and the results were just dog shit. <laughs> but <laughs> but now they're like bands coming out of their works, and it's getting more interesting. I mean, we had. Celtic Frost was decent. Well, decent. They were pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> they were decent, but, but it wasn't recent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about the formation of Seal and Order? From what we have gathered, it started out as a joke, more or less. Yeah. Please tell our listeners. Um, I was super bored and I drank a lot of coffee. 
as I do. And I went on the internet, and as a game, I said, come on, name a musical genre. I would take two suggestions and make a song of it in like 20 minutes. Mm. And one day, one guy goes black music, and another guy goes black metal. And oh. I thought it was really interesting, and um, now I'm in Stockholm giving interviews. Well, <laughs> there you go then. <laughs> black music is a very wide uh, yeah. genre. It could go from jazz to blues to gospel mm-hmm. and to these chants and this, the slave music, really. Uh, the, that, that that was the slave yeah. chants, slave chants. Yeah, I mean, uh, and and they are moody. Yeah, and that goes with the metal, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, why did you pick that, or, or was that what they wanted you to pick? Uh, well, they didn't say black music; they said the N-word music. And I uh-huh. figured, you know, instead of being offended or whatever, I'd rather just make a kick-ass song as a bigger fuck you. And yeah. um, <laughs> and I think the, the reason I chose that is that it's it's like like metal has this inherently like emotional aggression, and to kind of match that, you can't like put R and B next to it; it'll sound like dog shit. So. <laughs> With those old songs, you have that emotional weight to them, which mm-hmm. kind of balances out with the metal part, exactly. I think, if you like the distortion. I mean, <laughs> the roots of rock is black. I mean, it came from the blues, so it's, yeah. it's pretty yeah. much black music, everything, isn't it? It's true. <laughs> yeah, it is. So you more or less just came back to basic. Yeah, it's like closing <laughs> the circle. The circle yeah, yeah. Yeah. What kind of music did you grow up listening to? Um, well, like I guess as, as an early teen, I listened to a lot of punk and then um, I got into metal via Iron Maiden and Metallica and all that weird stuff. So mm-hmm. then I got into weird music like Zappa and Mr. Bungle. And Mr. Bungle, I love Mr. Yeah, Bungle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. Um, I love everything Mike Patton touches. Oh, great. Um, yeah, it's just odd music that fascinates me. Where did the name come from? Is it even harder? Uh, actually, it's kind of a joke. Like, these are two very very Christian words. You would only find them in the Bible or something, mm-hmm. but they're not common. So my idea was someone reads the Bible and goes, what the fuck does this mean? So I to Google it. <laughs> so it's like Cain and Abel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then they, they Google it and they see my shitty music. Oh! And that's the one-two punch. <laughs> From your previous album, Devil is Fine, to Stranger Fruit, how would you describe the way you have evolved musically? Um, I think this time around I'd had more time to actually think about what I want to do, make a proper album. Whereas I think Devil's Fine was just kind of a collection of songs I had at the time, just kind of <laughs> smashed in there. Um, also, I had my friend Marco von Almond play the drums, who plays with us live also. And I had Kurt Ballou mix it, which helps. Mm-hmm. I had to admit that I'm probably not the best audio engineer in the world. <laughs> And after I admitted that, I got help. So you're collaborating with other people more. Yeah, this yeah, definitely. Yeah. When it comes to the sound of it. But on the first record, you really had to invent uh, a new genre, really. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And I, I didn't really. I don't think that I made it quite yet. So it's still like I'm still trying to figure out what it could be. So it's very much an experimental phase still. What was the first thing you did? Did you sit down with the chant and uh, and the distorted guitar? Yeah, pretty much. Like the first, I want to say seven songs were absolutely bad. So I had to work on it. And that will never be released. Not, I mean, you have to kill me. (laughs) Delete. (laughs) Yeah. You're in the beginning of a four month long tour now of Europe. Mm -hmm. I mean, Seal and Order is very meticulous production and, and kind of, of 
very elaborate arrangements. And he's mm. even smart enough to have a sound engineer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but how can you translate that into live performance without losing the vibe? I was really afraid of that at, at the beginning. Uh, but then I just asked random friends of mine who also happen to be really good musicians. And like after the first rehearsal we did, I was like, oh, this is going to work. Because they immediately got the sound and what it's about. And um, I mean, in live, it's going to be more energetic and more aggressive. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, it it's a good translation. Also, I haven't seen myself live ever, so I might be dead wrong. So. <laughs> oh, you, you can watch yourself on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. It seems, I saw some. Yeah, but it seems masturbatory to like Google yourself. It, it, oh no, it's not. Awesome. No, 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 it's great. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to our listeners uh, the somewhat sensational link that you have. Uh, describe between Norwegian black metal and uh, American slaves? Oh, well, um, Christianity was imposed on both groups, but uh, I think the Norwegians rebelled in very interesting ways. Whereas the. Yeah, they had balls. Yeah. And the American slaves, they had balls, but like chain balls. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it would be. I mean, in a way, they, they reacted similarly. They kind of reacted to the imposed Christianity, but in very different um, ventures. Mm-hmm. So the thought experiment was, what would it sound like if these American slaves would have reacted like the Norwegians did mm-hmm. 20-some-odd years ago? So that was somewhat the, the, the core of Seal and Order. Yeah, that's yeah. like the, <laughs> the, the fiction to it. Yeah. <laughs> How well do you go down in the, in the black community? Uh, actually, do they get it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had like this really nice moment when we played our first show in Brooklyn, the hipster mm-hmm. <laughs> paradise. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, there was like the most mixed audience I've ever seen, like from 16-year-olds to 60-year-olds of ev- every ethnicity. It was pretty, pretty cool, I have to say. Mm-hmm. So they get it and understand it and like it. Yeah, I even had like a reverend write me that he like appreciates what I do, blah, blah, blah. Although it's like super satanic. Um, right. Yeah. That, that's yeah. my follow-up question yeah. to that. <laughs> uh, but he was absolutely cool with it. So, but, I mean, that's He's, also the only he one He saw through the words, perhaps. Maybe. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for yeah. instance, Alex Cooper was always uh, accused of being, uh, you know, a satanist or a, mm-hmm. a violent guy. He had a song called Dead Babies. People said, yeah. oh, Alex got a song called Dead Babies. Yeah, it's about children to heroin addicts. Yeah. <laughs> it's about children who are born dead in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. so what was the music scene like when you started out with your first band? You had another band called Worm Mask. A bird mask? Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I mean, that was, I did that in New York mainly. Uh-huh. New York is an okay music scene. <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> when did you relocate to New York, by the way? Oh, that was like 2011 or uh-huh. something like that. Um, so was that when you really started like focusing full time on music? Yeah, because the thing about a city as big as New York is if you have an idea and you're doing something, but someone else is also doing it, you can be sure that there's someone in the same city doing a better job than you mm-hmm. are. So it kind of forces you into originality. Okay. Uh, that's why I was there. Um, and also I did like every shitty music related job you can imagine, like from mixing wedding bands to like <laughs> weird like announcers oh, could you mix this guy from this company which just has to say this company's the best thing ever and you're like the, behind the desk going fuck my life <laughs> yeah. but yeah pays the bills yeah pays the bills <laughs> what was the weirdest job you ever did 
Um, just paying the rent. Uh, there was this Craigslist thing. It doesn't didn't even pay this much, but it said, uh, remove a dead mouse from my kitchen, $20. I'm like, okay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Are we to see uh, this as a band or as a solo project? Um, live, it's certainly a band, yeah. Uh, and on the record, I think it's a project. It sounds really pretentious to say that shit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it sounds kind of Frank Sapphire-ish, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can live with that. Yeah, live with that. <laughs> so what's in the pipeline after this tour? Um, there's... Uh, what, what am I allowed to say? I'm allowed to say that I'm not, I'm not allowed to talk about the three months after the tour, and I'm also oh. not allowed to talk about the three months after that. Oh, oh we'd so. like to talk about that. Oh, great. <laughs> um, but suffice it to say that we we're working on visas, and um, that um, I'm also not allowed to talk about gigs in Sweden, for instance. Are you going to play in Sweden? I'm not allowed to talk about it. So there you go. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about the guest list later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, can you name a strange fruit? A strange <laughs> fruit would be a blue banana, I guess. There's also, uh, I don't know, triangular apples would be strange. Yeah? Yeah. Do you have those apples growing inside bottles? Oh, no. Those are cool. Those are strange. Oh, that's the one with the Buddha kind of No, no they're actually grown inside a bottle. So, when you get it, you have a full-grown apple or a pear inside a bottle. And people are like, how did they get there? Uh, they actually uh, put it on there when they, it's just a small apple. Oh, gotcha. and let, let it grow into the bottle. That's a strange fruit. <laughs> yeah. So you have a healthy crunch when you bite into it. <laughs> so what does uh, strange fruit symbolize to uh, the title? Uh, actually, it's uh, it's a reference to a Billie Holiday song where she talks about strange fruits hanging from the trees, but she's actually referring to the the black people that they killed hanging from trees. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's ex- an extension of that thought, how, you know, how stranger it got since those times. Finally, we have a segment that we succumb all our guests to. It's the cringe song. It's a, yeah. a song yeah. that you actually think is rather cheesy, but that you actually like. Uh, sort so of a many secret. of those. Well, well bring one, it on. One, one you wouldn't sort of break out singing at a party. Well, you know, give me Unless enough you're vodka. Really, really, really drunk. <laughs> Anything could happen. Um, that's good. Like, a, what's that piano song? Um, a Thousand Miles? That one too. Hundred miles. I guess Survivor by um, Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. Good oh, song. That's, that's it's a, a really good that's song. Not a really good song. song. That's yeah. not a cringe song. <laughs> yeah, that's a great song. That's a great song. Gets me emotionally. And, and who in the room has met Beyonce? <laughs> well, probably you. God damn. <laughs> it, we yeah. don't have twice. Twice. So far for those two assets. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I interviewed her when she was in Destiny's Child. She was she was like 18, 19 or something. She was yeah. not bad looking then. Yes, yeah, now either. <laughs> well, well, let's finish off on that note then. Beyonce is not bad looking. No, she's not. And no. and and. and Thinking about Beyonce, we can really say bottoms up, can we? Yes, we can. <laughs> bottoms up. Thank you so much. And best of luck Thank with everything. Thanks for having me, guys. This is, this is a treat. <laughs>